Bomber and Giant in the ruck there. It spills though. Matt Jones, quick snap and goal. The Demons have kicked the first two in Perth. All right, well, our next special guest, we have former Demon Matt Jones. He played from 2013 to 2016 for the D's, tallying 61 games and kicking 11 goals. Matty, thanks so much for joining us, mate. Uh, yeah, real uh, real keen to sort of hear your story and your insights, but welcome to the show. Thanks, mate. Thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> no worries. Uh, well, I thought we'd start with your, your footy career. You did start, I suppose, Getting into the AFL at as a mature age recruit, how was it? How was your journey to the AFL? I, I can imagine uh, there might have been some doubts, given that you were 25 by the time you got drafted. Like, how was the battle to get there? Because it's it's a little bit older than what um what you might see. Yeah, look, to be honest, I never really even thought about playing AFL footy. Um, I was playing local footy um, up until the age of well, from sort of. 16, 17, and then I started playing in the seniors um, at South Croydon Footy Club. Um, and then sort of, yeah, sort of kept on playing there up until I was probably about, I think I um, I think I left, so I left South Croydon to go play up in uh, Queensland just for one year. I think that was when I was, I would have been probably 20, 22 or 23. Um, a friend of mine was like a footy manager at one of the teams over there, so he just sort of rang me and out of the blue and thought, "Why don't you come up and play?" He sort of thought that the the, the type of type of game over there would actually suit me in the way I play. So I just thought, "Yeah, you know why not?" So I just did that. Um, went up there and played um, with the uh, Labrador Tigers, which was um, yeah, as I said, which my which my friend was there, sort of managing the managing the team. So went up there and. Um, yeah, the ground, the, just the big, the, the big open grounds, just just sort of suited the way that I like to play. So, sort of really, um, really sort of uh, enjoyed that. So that was in two thousand and two thousand and eleven, and then had sort of a pretty, pretty sort of solid uh, year there. Um, sort of got a bit of interest from in a couple of clubs, um, and then the following year after that, I moved back down to Melbourne, and then I played played one year at uh, Box Hill Hawks, and that was where I was sort of lucky enough to get drafted from. Yeah, and I suppose when did that interest sort of start to come after a year at Box Hill? Pick fifty three in the national draft was there was Melbourne sort of the only team in two thousand and twelve or two thousand thirteen that was sort of looking at you. I know you said you had a couple of interesting clubs when you came back to Melbourne, but after playing for Box yeah. Hill, was there was there anyone else in the in the mix? Yeah, so the year before, the, the, the year after the Queensland year, I, I did a pre-season at, um, at the Western Bulldogs leading into the leading into the rookie draft. That sort of didn't, didn't end up working out. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, then I decided to play at Box Hill. There was a little bit of talk with, with, with uh, Hawthorne, sort of, which is why I sort of chose to play at Box Hill. I was sort of thinking, hopefully, if I go well there, Hawthorne might, might actually take me. Um, then throughout the year, I spoke to a couple of clubs like Collingwood. I, I met them a couple of times. Met with obviously Melbourne, but um, yeah, I didn't really expect to be actually drafted. I was sort of hoping maybe a rookie list spot. You know, at my age, that was more of a common thing that that was sort of um, happening. But um, yeah, just sort of worked out that on the night, yeah, they called my name, so that <laughs> yeah, was good. Where were you? Where were you at the time? Uh, I was just I was just at home actually. I, I didn't. Yeah. 
as I said, I, I didn't, um, I didn't expect it, or didn't, you know, tell anyone or have any thoughts going into yeah. it. So I was just at home. Um, I think I had it on the radio. I don't think it was on. T- I can't remember, um, but I just remember it was on the radio. Um, so I'm assuming it wasn't on TV. Otherwise, why wouldn't I be watching it on TV? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was on the radio, and um, just remember, yeah, my name, my name getting called out, and I was just like, wow, all right. Um, I guess I'm, not, <laughs> I guess I'm not going to going to work tomorrow. So um, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, what were you doing at the time for work? Were you still um, Sparky oh, then, or you? Yeah, I was a Sparky yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, so I worked um, with my old man at the time. So yeah, wasn't wasn't that bad. I could just sort of arrange that way and said, yeah, sorry, man, I want to come in. <laughs> yeah, unreal. That's a pretty good excuse. Uh, yeah, interesting time to sort of settle into the days, I guess. What was your first impression when you kind of walked into the club? Um. Yeah, I sort of didn't know what to what to sort of expect. Um, I remember the first thing was I didn't know where to. I, I remember the, the the guy at the time um, told me sort of where to go, and it was um, Amy Park. But I don't know if you've ever gone to Amy Park, but like, where do you drive into? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm driving along, and I'm thinking, oh, well, there's Amy Park, and I remember I remember just thinking, where am I going? Like, I've no idea what car park, where, what gate, what what I'm doing. So I remember, um, yeah, I felt like um, I had to actually call the call the bike, and I was like, "Man, where am I going?" Like, anyway, he told me. He told me like, eventually. Anyway, I found the spot, and then, um, yeah, I remember just I was I was like, a little bit shy at the at the start. I just didn't know, you know, what the new guys were meant to do, whether they meant to act confident, whether they meant to just shut up and just train or, or whatever. But um, at that stage, they didn't really let a lot of the new new draftees do much in terms of training and stuff so it was actually a little bit frustrating you couldn't really um sort of prove yourself or go out and train like you probably wanted to you you sort of had mm-hmm. to watch a little bit um for the first couple of weeks it was yeah the the year i got drafted it was jack viney tumpus um myself dean dean turley um dean kent was another one and uh clisby as well so we we sort of watched training for the first couple of weeks um and i remember that was sort of when i was sort of like my eyes a bit just at the the size of the boys and like the running power um so yeah we didn't really do much but I, 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 then we went to the we went to the pre-season camp um rel- relatively quickly um which was in darwin that 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 year and um yeah that was when it all sort of opened up i thought geez this is going to be tough <laughs> I could imagine. Was there anyone that sort of took you under their wing when you first went in? I suppose being being midfielder, was it Jonesy sort of one of those people that might have uh, might have taken you in and tried to show yeah. you the ropes at that stage? Yeah, yeah, no, no, he was he was great. Um, Jones was good. Uh, Cole Sylvia was actually really really good. He sort of came over and he was one of the first to to sort of talk to me and um, introduce himself. Um, but to be honest, most most of the guys, once you once you get into it and you start training, there, there's no no one's well, I don't know whether it was our club, but no one thought they were too good to come and talk to the talk yeah. to the young boys because they they would have all been in the same spot at some point. So um, yeah, now all the boys from the start were were, were um, yeah, was just yeah, that was great. And how it was a bit of a shock to the system the preseason was it was it harder than you anticipated? <laughs> Um, yeah, it definitely okay. was. I think the I think the hardest thing was just trying to back it up every session. Um, yeah. You know, you, you you could probably 
you could probably do one session, like or what whatever footy you used to play, you you probably do one of those sessions a week, you know, if you really wanted to go hard. But we have to do three of them, um, and then in between that, you'd obviously do bike sessions, gym sessions, you know, wrestling, um, boxing as well. So yeah, I was cooked for the first month. I was <laughs> as soon as I'd get home, as soon yeah. as I'd get home, I was I was absolutely wrecked. So um, yeah. And then it came to round one team selection, and you're in making your debut round one the following year. Was that was that a bit of a surprise, or like it was a yeah pretty pretty amazing effort to to trot out on on the G round one of your first year? Yeah, yeah, I definitely didn't expect it. Um, sort of my form in the in the preseason games was okay, it wasn't wasn't outstanding, so I sort of wasn't really sure. Um, you know what what was going to happen there, but yeah, it was actually there was actually three. So there were me, Twimp, and Jack Jack um, Viney at the time. Um, yeah, we all got we all got picked for that for that first game. So that was that was nice, and uh, it wasn't a great great <laughs> great game for us in the end. But I think Port Adelaide um, Port Adelaide gave us a fair old fair old touch up in the end. But um, yeah, it was still still like an amazing experience, and um, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was just it was just absolutely awesome. Bit of bit of a blue from like from that day running out on the ground on round one, like for yourself, like trying to just take everything a a, in. Yeah, I remember it, it, it sort of the week. Um, I think I got told pretty early. I reckon it was a Saturday or Sunday game, but um, Nildy and Craig in they actually told me fairly fairly early during the week. So um, I don't know whether that was looking back on it, whether that was a good thing or bad because I just had so long to think about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it sort of didn't it didn't go as quickly as what you would probably think. I I sort of thought about it for four or five days, you know, um, coming into the game. So, but in terms of game day, yeah, that 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 did go quick. And then sort of before you know, you know, you have your meeting and then you go out for your pre your pre sort of thing and then you come back in and all of a sudden, you know, you, the, you, it's time to go. Like it just yeah. that last second goes really really quick. Um, and then before you know it, you're just playing. It's just, to be honest, it's just like any other game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And then following round, pretty interesting um, bit of turmoil that uh, starts to sort of unveil itself. 148 point loss to Essendon, and yeah. a few things behind the scenes start falling off. Like Cameron Schwab gets fired, Al uh, gets gets yeah. let go. Um, a lot of off field stuff. In your first year yeah. of footy, it's it's a lot to sort of take with. Was that hard to kind of, I suppose, stay focused? Like, was there a lot of noise and that that entered within the the rooms of the boys, or is it is it purely outside of that space? Yeah, it was it was it was probably a little bit more outside. I think um, I don't know whether I was just naive. It was obviously my first my first year there, so I I was sort of just sort of concentrating on playing. But um, a lot of that stuff, to be honest, doesn't really get into the boys and we don't we weren't really talking about it but i didn't really know any um anything else so i was just sounds sort of selfish but i was just concentrating on just trying to actually play yeah um so but yeah the 148 point point loss was wasn't wasn't obviously great um i don't know who we played the week after. do you know who we played the week after um oh i had it up there I don't know whether we um whether we whether we bounce back or we <laughs> well we only won two we won two uh no we're two thousand thirteen um 
No, shit, I was looking all this up. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know who we played the week after, but um, I remember thinking sort of halfway through the year, geez, we're not, we're not going to um, have standing here, played are we? West, but, um, played West Coast and we lost. Yeah, um, West Coast, that's right. But yeah, then we won against GWS the following week, which I think... That's right, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. I think that was the one where um, where Michael Evans kicked, kicked three in the last quarter. Do you remember that one? Who? Sorry, who was that? Michael Evans. Michael Evans. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't remember it off the top of my head. But yeah, um, he did. I think it was that one. Yeah, I think <laughs> that was the one where, where where Mitch Clark actually was on fire early. Yeah. And then, um, I think he hurt his ankle again, and then Michael Evans fired up in the last quarter and up kick. I think he kicked three in in the, in the last quarter. So. Well, oh, yeah. Good. Well, we'd lost a yeah, so <laughs> lost a West Coast by. Yeah, nearly ninety points as well too, um, in round yeah. three. Um, so yeah, three decent losses and then and then win against GWS. So for for the remainder of that season, I mean, you yourself, you played every game that season, which is I suppose a pretty awesome achievement yeah. in itself. Did you feel like sort of as the season went on, amidst all the crap that was going on on the outside, that you're enjoying your footy, like I suppose getting a bit of a handle on what AFL footy was like in your first in your first season? Yeah, no, it definitely did. It definitely did. I think that first year was probably the most enjoy probably the most enjoyment that I've actually had playing. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know whether I just didn't think about it too much. I, I just think I just went out and just naturally played. Um, sort of the next couple of years after that, all the, the four years that I was there, I sort of started to overthink it and you start thinking more of it as a job. Um, instead of just playing the game. So I think that first year, I, as a first-year player, um, I was just happy to be actually to be, to be, to be actually playing. So, um, yeah, I, as, as much as we would have liked to have obviously win, win more games, um, as I said, as, a, as, as, as selfish as it sounds, as a first-year player, you, you just, you just want to play. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's good, I suppose, in that sense. You, you're not... Yeah, you're not focusing on on the things that that can take you away from that, or as you said, like if you're overthinking too much, you're just purely out there enjoying your footy and and I says yeah. letting your instincts, you know, do its thing, and and that's and that's awesome. And you end up coming fourth in the BNF. So yourself personally had a had a pretty good year in in what wasn't a a hugely successful year for the club, but yeah, that must have been pleasing in in itself to have that sort of personal achievement. I think what the Top was oh, I did look it up. Who won that year? Was it um, Nathan, Nathan Jonesy? Nathan Jones won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. one of his th- three. Wasn't one it? of his four. I think. Four. I think back yeah, to back. four. Yeah. So that and then you move from that season, twenty fourteen. Paul Ruse comes across. Anything yeah. that jumps out? The biggest change walking in into I suppose a new preseason or training camp when he's there. What, what was the biggest thing you noticed initially? Um, well, we didn't go. We didn't go to Darwin again. Yeah. As soon as, as, soon as he got there, he um. When we went to Darwin, we we stayed in these like these tin sheds, um, and we we stayed at the army, the army barracks. So it was it was fairly rough. Um, <laughs> but Rosie, Rosie wasn't wasn't about that. So when when he came in, we we ended up having our preseason camps on the sunny coast, um, staying in these amazing, like. Places right on the right on you know right on the beach there, so that was one thing that you know I noticed um, straight away. But I think just his presence, you know, he walks into a room and everyone everyone sort of stands up and you know listens. So 
that I think at the time that's what the club needed. We just needed someone who could sort of had that had that sort of aura about them, I guess. Um, do you, did you feel that way as a fan? You, you, you just I you just needed someone at that point, you know, I, that had a bit of yeah, presence about them. Definitely, and I still remember. I remember still looking at the front page of the of the paper the day that he got signed because you know it was it was almost the not the world's worst kept secret, but we're after him and after him and, you know, deny, deny, yeah. deny. And then and then when the news hit that we'd landed him, it was, yeah, no sorrow of relief. I mean, we've we've talked to a few players from your era and who's spoken about Neildy and, and, you know, his time at the club. And I guess, yeah, from a supporter's point of view, you, you knew that it was just, it had to be better. It, like the, there was only, yeah. up was the only direction that it was going to be. And, uh, like you, you can see that from a, from a performance point of view over those seasons, even like, like the seasons that you were there, like seeing those, I suppose, maybe you can talk a little bit more about the culture shift, but especially from a win-loss ratio, like you see those start to stack up, but then I suppose as a culture shift, you can kind of tell that, that some of the things, a, a few things from the outside, but what was that like, I guess, because really you think back to it in 2021, you know, he laid the foundations. I think that there's a lot of that, group that were there around about that time that are still playing now that were there right at the beginning of of, of Rusey laying those really strong foundations for our culture. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly right. I think the one thing that he really did was he just stripped it right right back. He um he didn't really we didn't go into too much game plan type stuff. It was literally just strip it back to basics and just playing real basic footy. We we I remember one of the first sessions he did was literally just lane work kicking and he just wanted to see if we could kick. You know, it sounds ridiculous at that AFL level, but he just stripped it right back. Um, I remember he was real big on ground balls, fumbles, you know, tackling. That that was the three main things. So he um he just wanted us to tick those things off. And I think that's what um as you said earlier, I think that those young boys at the time, you know, Clayton Oliver came in sort of later, but he he was there. Um, track was there, you know. Gussie Brayshaw was there. That, that's I think that's that sort of helped them by learning those basics right at the start um, to then move on to the game plan and and sort of the more the more sort of context things of the game later on. But he, um, Paul was just real big on just the basics. That that was the main thing I noticed. Um, he just stripped it right right back, and I mean he brought in a lot of people. Um, he brought in, you know, all the all the former coaches from the Swans. So and they and they were the same. They just played a pretty simple game. Um, but I think you have to do that before you can become good, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose from your point of view, it, the clubs it, it it needed that, right? Like that kind of fresh yeah, it did, start. it did need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, I mean, um, as I was saying, I was only a first year player the year before, so. I, I sort of wouldn't have seen too much of it, but the boys were sort of saying, you know, that 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 had five coaches in five years or yeah. or something along those lines. So at that point, I think they'd had a real gut full of it. Um, so to have someone come in, you know, that just gave a bit of hope as well. Um, I think that that sort of played a big part. So. And yeah, and that word is, I think, so true to the supporters. It was, it was just, I mean, it coined the Messiah, and you know, funnily enough. It, it was that, I think, as a supporter, knowing that, yeah, he was somebody that was going to bring a bit of stability to the club, which is something that we hadn't yeah. seen for the last, you know, six or eight years. So, 
you mentioned some of those young boys now that that were so sorry young men and and then are, are striving now really in the peak of their form in Gus Clary um, Vining obviously came in your first year as well. Your first impression of those boys when they got to the club did you did you ever get a handle that they might be as talented as what they're doing right now or are they what what was it like when they sort of first walked in the door because you would have seen yeah all of them on their first day. Yeah, I remember Jack. Obviously, Jack. I think spent a bit of time at the club before he actually got drafted. Yeah. Obviously, because of his dad. So he came. I remember the first session. He came. Well, we both came in at the same time, but he he was ready to go. You know, his body was ready to go. Um, so I remember thinking, geez, you know, he's. I think he might have just turned eighteen at the time or something. And I'm thinking, shit. Um, but Clayton was sort of a little bit the opposite. He wasn't quite ready, but you could tell he just his hands. From the very first session, you know, he, he didn't look like an AFL player at the time, but you could tell his hands were, were obviously elite. Um, Gussie and Gussie and Track, they came, they came at the same time? Same. They run. did, yeah. Yeah, two and three. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I remember um, Track was looking really good, but I think he, he did his knee. I don't know, was that, yeah, I don't know whether that was his first, I think it, it, it was, was his, his first year, wasn't it? It was his yeah. first year, yeah. Because yeah. he was, because we got a priority, we got a priority picked for that. Oh, no. Yeah. Was it? I don't, or was that the oh, was that, the one that, was that with Scully was that and Trengrove? Yeah. Salem, well, Salem we Salem got out of the him. pick for, we traded um, pick two for Dom Tyson and Christians oh. and pick nine, which ended up being Salem. So, yeah. who was part of a, now I'm trying to think what year that would have been in your career, that that one where Salem. That was my second year, second 2014, year I think the, it was. Against, yeah, or maybe 15, 15 maybe, yeah. Um, um, and he yeah. was sort of similar. He came in and he couldn't he he couldn't do much for a while. He had the he was a bit he was a bit crook. So he um we sort of didn't really know if he well. I mean, obviously he was a good player. He was a high draft pick, but we didn't know what type of player he was. And once he got once he got uh, fit again, you know, he um you could see he was a, he was an unbelievable kick. So you know we knew that um, he was going to be a pretty good player. Yeah, no, no, definitely, and it's yeah a few of that crop. But uh, you have a pretty close bond with our captain Max Gorn. Can you sort of talk about yeah. your relationship with him over the time, and and how I suppose you've seen him personally grow and professionally grow as as an athlete? You must be pretty proud of him. Yeah, I am, mate. Yeah, he. Um, I still can't when I sort of think back to when I first got to the club. If if someone said he'd be the, you know a premiership captain and you know, what's he won six all Australian jackets and all these things. I would have said there's no way. But um, one thing about Max, he's even from the, the time that I was there, he he does train hard and he works hard. Um, but he's got that ability to 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 sort of do that, but also you know help out other guys and and, and still be a bit of a clown as well. He's got that good balance. He, he's not you know the captain um, that sort of a lot of boys would be scared to go up and have a laugh with or, you know, talk to a bet. So he's got, he's got that balance. Um, but yeah, he's just a loyal, a loyal friend of mine and he's always there. And um, yeah, I'm just, as I said earlier, I'm just really, really proud of him um, to, to, to see the player and the, and the captain that he's, that he sort of turned, turned into. 2015, uh, we had yeah. a couple of really good wins. We won our first round one for, oh, goodness knows how long is it? Is it heaps of, we played Gold Coast at the G. I think we yeah, won that yeah. game. But also, we beat Geelong um, down yeah. there. Now, I can't, I didn't quite check. Were you playing that game? 
Yeah, and Maxie's yeah. kind of kind of coming out party almost like I, I, I. Oh, it was definitely it was definitely his breakout game. I think it was Mark Jamar must have yeah Mark Jamar must have been injured or he was out or, or something happened and um yeah that was definitely his game that he he came out and he just took a lot of marks um and that was sort of I think the whole competition sort of thought yeah I think I think Melbourne have someone here so um I actually tagged I think was that Corey Enright's. 300 if it, it, was, if it was that yeah, one I tagged, spoiled, yeah. yeah 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 i am um, I, I have to i had to tag Corey Enright, which, <laughs> which um which sort of yeah that was sort of um yeah that was like an interesting role to play that defensive forward role um and try and sort of ruin his his uh his party his 300 party <laughs> oh it was a i yeah i remember it as just being that yeah one of those coming of age games um I yeah, mean, yeah. Max obviously stands out for that, but but also be, beating Geelong down there was just such a big feat that we hadn't hadn't done. It was like when we beat Hawthorne um, down in the oh, final. Yeah, yeah. It was um, no, it was just a couple of those victories around that time, and I think also looking at that period where we were building wins. You know, we went from under Rusey, we went from two wins in 2014 to four to seven to ten in 2016. Yeah. Sorry, I wanted skip that there but was it satisfying i know that you didn't play as many games in sort of 2015 2016 but was it it must have been satisfying to watch the development and the growth of the team and sort of get more successful and all that hard work that you've put in going back to the basics and and all those things it, it must have been rewarding as a as a footy club to kind of watch some success start to build from where we were yeah yeah absolutely and also it's also just a more fun place to be around you know yeah, when you're winning and when you when you're competitive, even if you're not playing, um, walking into the club on a Monday morning, everyone's sort of upbeat. Um, you're not you're not getting smashed every week. So um, and yeah, and and I feel like almost when you're losing, you're you're actually working harder. So um, it was good to see that you know for all those people, not only players but the coaches, all the work that they were, that they were actually doing was starting to starting to pay off. So um, yeah, as I said, even though I wasn't playing, it was still good to sort of see things were moving in the right direction. Yeah. And then I suppose heading to the end of your AFL career, how did that sort of come about? Did you kind of think it was on the horizon or was it a, a bit of a shock when, when you got delisted at the end of 2016? Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was a shock. I sort of, I played, um, I played round round one and I, I think I ended up playing like 10 or 11 games in my, in, in my final year and, I actually missed about six with fractured ribs. So, you know, if you put if you put the six that I missed, I sort of played more, most games that I was available for. Um, I was I was twenty nine at the time, so I was you know I was I guess I wasn't old, but I was coming to that age, and they had they had a few sort of young wingmen on the list as 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 well. So, you know, I mean, the longer you don't sign, it, it sort of starts to you start to think, well, hang on a minute, yeah. what's sort of going on here? Um, but yeah, I mean, I wasn't shocked. I wasn't. Um, I was still sort of. I thought I'd done enough. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I could understand. It's it's one of those things you you, can, you you can't take it personally. It's just you know, it's just a spot on the list. So um, yeah, it was good. That's it. And then I suppose life after AFL footy. You, I mean, professionally in terms of playing football wise, you you went on and played in a flag in 2017 for for South. Wasn't it the, yeah. the year after you yeah, finished? Yeah. But how was it? I guess yeah. trying to transition out of AFL, kind of easing back into 
kind of everyday working life in that sense. Yeah, it wasn't too as I said because because I got drafted later, it wasn't that much of a shock shock yeah. shock to the system. Um, you know, I, I sort of did have a, sort of a couple of clubs reach out, and uh, there was a couple of interstate that I was considering, but we just had a we just had our girl at the time, so she was only um, six months old, I think, or you know, probably not even. So yeah. um, I sort of weighed that up, and it was you know a rookie list spot, so. You know, you and and I remember thinking at the time, you know, you've got to move into state, um, away from family help, with a brand new baby. Yeah, yeah. And at that stage, I was just sort of, I was sort of tired of not tired, but sort of, you know, in and out, and it was just got a bit frustrating. So, I was almost sort of excited and ready to sort of move on. Um, so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't struggle at all. I, I, yeah. I didn't find it maybe because, as I said, maybe because I came in later. Um, it's probably a lot harder for the for the guys who get drafted, you know, straight out of straight out of school, um, and then that's all they've known for ten or fifteen years. But um, yeah, I was only in the system for four years, so it wasn't that much of a shock. Obviously, watching the D's closely, is it family you coerced your your family into being D supporters? Is that that's yeah, 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 yeah. No, I have so like my old man's. You know, we all well before I got drafted. You know, we went for North Melbourne, so. Yeah. Um, but my old man, he's sort of, I'd say he's sort of 50-50 almost, almost even 60-40, you know, um, Melbourne way. So, um, nah, it's good though. I, I'm, I, I genuinely love it now. Like I go to the footy as much as I can and yeah, watch the D's. And, um, I mean, it helps when they're obviously on top of the ladder now and things are going going well. But, um, no, nah, it's great. And, um, yeah, it's good fun. Did you get to catch up with a few of the boys after after the premiership, like, did you manage to sort of try and see them in in the circumstances that it was when when everything sort of settled back down? Yeah, yeah, I um, managed to um, catch up with Max when he got back and got to hold the cup at his house and yeah, all that sort of stuff. And yeah, I've caught up with um, feel the boys since, and yeah, it's just a moment. I mean, I, I wish they'd been able to win it here, but um, yeah, that was just an amazing night, wasn't and it? And then. Oh, it, it was incredible. Is um, yeah, it always go down in history and is one of those kind of really strange nights, I suppose, for me and, and a lot of other support. Like, footy's always been about family, I suppose, in in my background and brought up getting going to the footy with old man and my brother and and I suppose yeah, talk about it often. The one the one factor in winning the grand final was just watching it on my own, which is really strange, but there's, there's still some great, great parts of it. And I'll always, always treasure that memory. But as you said, yeah, fingers crossed we can get to see one. We're looking pretty good this year. How, how do you rate the, the D's performance so far this year? I mean, we've gotten off to a pretty good start aside from a couple of um, lackadaisical efforts, but it's, it's a long season. Yeah, well, that's right. I think, I mean, as we, as we saw last year, you, you, you might not necessarily want to be, flying now um so I, th- I think we're doing enough and i think um i mean we're, we're, we're still playing well we're not playing unbelievable but we're still you know winning games so um i think i think there's a few sides in it though. i mean collingwood they look they look unbelievable um but the confidence they have they can just yeah they can win from from sort of any uh position um and i mean geelong i, I don't know i know they didn't start great but hey i mean they're going to get a lot of home games now so they're you can't count them out. No, no, I know. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. 
who's uh who's who's your favorite player to watch at the moment like who, who's somebody that you follow closely i guess no clary i i, I love watching clary he just yeah the way he just finds the footy is unbelievable but um because you pick it like i yeah he i find him unbelievable the way he just he speed around the contest and doesn't necessarily need to get 30 touches again you know 15 touches and he can sort of change a game so he's one um who else do I like watching? Uh, Langdon, you know, I like him yeah. out of the wing. Um, <laughs> but now, I mean, they're just stacked, aren't they? You know, you look at the whole side, there's, there's stars everywhere. There re- yeah, there really is. It's, um, I don't know, they sort of talked about over the last couple of weeks where, you know, Melbourne can potentially have, in at their absolute best form, could have up to sort of 10 players that are really at all Australian standard, which is yeah, pretty incredible man. to think, you know, like... Ten, yeah. well, not even, not even ten years ago, five years ago, you, you, we, we're not, we're not there. It's just, it's been, no. yeah, amazing to watch this list continue to grow. Um, you know, twenty eighteen was, was, was really exciting, uh, but probably a little bit premature and and probably overachieved at that sense. But uh, yeah, it's, I think as a D supporter, it's so, it's not strange. Well, no, it is strange being so confident going into games now and I think it's it's like yeah. the mindset and the mentality you have now as a supporter is what it was four or five years ago. It's it's um it makes watching it that much more enjoyable and um yeah. Yeah you almost um <laughs> you almost you almost go to the games sort of expecting to win, which is which is, you know, a really good feeling. Um and probably, you know, I mean I wasn't a Melbourne fan at the time. Well I was playing yeah. but You've um you've obviously got gone through when when you probably go to a game and just hope you don't get smashed. That's hundred percent. Yeah, it was hard. Like <laughs> even even I know at the end of high like towards the end of high school, sort of two thousand eight, uh, two thousand seven, um, around about that time, it was yeah, it was hard to hard to get motivated to go and watch some of those games. But you know, there's a there's still still interesting interesting stories and and yeah some positives to take out of that but again it's just amazing to see i suppose how far the clubs come since then and yeah to have now i think i was looking i was looking back at some of the years that you were playing but i think they said like you know it might have been 2014 when Ruzi signed on they had i think they had their the biggest membership record and it was like thirty five thousand. and i'm thinking we've literally got what nearly sixty thousand now like to think that that was only mm. seven or eight years ago to kind of watch this fan base grow to the oldest club in the competition. It's, um, yeah. yeah, makes you super proud, that's for sure. Uh, a few fan questions here. We'll put it in our five and a flash. So it's the first thing that comes to your mind. Uh, um, we've got five quick questions here, mate. So the first one comes in, says, uh, what's your favourite chip flavour? <laughs> what's my favourite chip flavour? Um, I'd probably say salt, salt and vinegar. Yeah, nice. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, best win you've been a part of? That doesn't have to be AFL. It could be anything. Yeah, um, probably the, the the South Croydon flag that we that we won in two thousand seventeen. We beat we beat Vermont, which is um, which was just massive. So if I'd have to choose one, I'd say that one. Hardest opponent you've ever played on? Um, probably I played on Juddy for a little bit, like. Um, but that was sort of you know for half a quarter. But I remember I, I had to play on Bradley Hill one one like one game for, for the entire game. So I'd probably say him just for his just because of his running power. Yeah. Was he at Hawks at that stage? 
or Freo? Uh, no, he was at Hawthorne, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before the move. Biggest coach's pet for the Ds that you play with? Probably Nibbler. <laughs> Goody buddy loves him. He does. He does. He's uh oh we all love him now. I think he's uh oh, he's he certainly copped yeah. his he's certainly copped his hidings throughout his journey, but no, we um hundred percent. He's uh so so glad that he's resigned and yeah, one of the hardest working players I think we can yeah. watching the little things that he does. He's he's very very integral to what we do. Um uh, and the last one is the is if you could add one current AFL player to Melbourne's list, who would it be and why? So anyone in the competition? From, oh, from another team. Yeah. Um. Geez, I wouldn't mind Charlie Kerner. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? He comes up. I reckon he's been. He's been either him or Mackay, who's uh, the last few guesses that we've, we've thrown that question out. It's um, yeah, it's definitely been one of those <laughs> twin towers. So. Yeah, so. I think so. I think so. That's all we need. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is it's i don't know what do you i know slightly off topic but i know they're sort of throwing the magnets around a little bit down forward but i don't know any any opinion on what you think the best forward mix might be because it's yeah, yeah it's, it's hard I mean, isn't it? it's a good they, spread I mean, on the weekend but it's a bit bit hard when you're playing against a 90 point win against north isn't really a good measuring stick yeah, um, i think see. um i think it's hard because every time they bring one of them in they seem to play well so, you know, Tommy came in two weeks ago or three weeks ago and he kicked three or four maybe and Brownie obviously comes in and he play, you know, I mean he's he's played well too and then um Rue has come in the last couple of weeks and he, I mean he's playing well. Yeah. Um so I don't know, it's 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 a tough mix obviously because they got Grundy and Gorney so they can't I don't know how many tools can you play in your forward line. You because obviously one of those either Grundy or Gorney's gonna either start forward or rest forward. Um, so how many tall, I mean, how many out of Tommy, Rue, Brown, am I missing, is there, an, I'm missing someone else, aren't I? Well, yeah, Tommy, Rue, Brownie, um, and then, I was, well, Petty, Petty being floating forward. Oh, Petty, yeah, um, yeah, Petty, yeah. Petty's the one I was thinking of, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, how do you fit them, I don't know, I don't really know the best, I, I mean, it's a good thing to have. Yeah, know, pressure oh, on spots. 100%. Um, but I, I don't even think. Well, I don't know, but I don't even think probably the club knows what the best mix is yet. No, no. And I guess it's, yeah, literally chatting about this with Simo last night, it was like it's great that you can, yeah, have a multitude of different avenues to, to kick scores. And when you've got your smalls that would clearly dominated it, like, oh, Kate Chandler's been a big revelation, I reckon, this year already. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what, three bags of three, and I think he's our second-leading goal kicker for the year so far. So when, you, when you're getting some good reward from your small forwards as well too, it doesn't, it sort of, I guess, uh, releases the pressure a little bit from your big tools because we didn't have anyone sort of really fire um, besides Fritter, who's sort of that medium size forward. He's not that big, tall, run-up forward as well, power forward. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they kind of settle on, but you'd hope that sort of by the bye or after the bye that they kind of... They want to know what they're going to line up with heading into mm. the business end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Well, you think so, but it's also good to not have a setting stone because then the, the other boys in, in the tours can still, you know, push their spot. So, Definitely. yeah, it's going to be interesting. Definitely. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, thanks so much for jumping on. It's um, yeah, been awesome to chat about your career and your thoughts on the days, and yeah, wishing you all the best with with your playing career. Hopefully, you can get over those um, those niggles and. <coughs> Uh, how's yeah, how's South going well. at the moment? I've been tracked. Um, 
Yeah, we're going to catch. It's only the third third game we've played. Um, yeah, we've won. We've won two and lost one. We we lost. We played no, uh, Noble Park on the weekend. Who was a who was probably the side to beat. So we only lost to to them by four points. So I think we're going to be all right. But um, yeah, it's a weird it's a weird comp this year. It's sort of some sides are losing when they shouldn't, and some sides are winning when they shouldn't. So it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's I don't know who's going to be good yet. Awesome, mate. Well, thanks for your time. No worries, Great mate. to chat. And I'll, um, yeah, might, might see you at the footy one, one time for a beer. No worries. Thanks. Thank you.